Hello and welcome to the Umyah Sports Podcast. It is the March 21st episode. I'm your host, Reagan, here with John. How you doing, John? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. In today's episode, we are going to be talking pretty much all about free agency moves and different trades in the NFL and NBA. So let's get right down to business, talking about the Colts um, getting Matt Ryan from the Atlanta Falcons for a third round pick. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was. All right, let's talk about that. What do you think of that one? Yeah, I think that's interesting um, for both the Falcons and for the Colts because uh, the Colts or the Falcons also signed Marcus Mariota, um, who's been with the Raiders and the Tennessee Titans over the last few seasons um, and during his career as an NFL quarterback. But if you look at it for Matt Ryan, I don't know if being going to the Colts, it's just a weird situation for him. Uh, I think the Colts are definitely a team that, that's in a good shape, but I feel like they're down the, the, the ladder a little bit as far as the AFC ladder. Uh, I, I wouldn't say they're very high. <clears throat> I think there's top-tier teams in the AFC, and I think there's bottom tiers in the AFC, and I think there's middle-of-the-road teams in the AFC. And I would put the, the Colts in kind of that middle-of-the-road to bottom portion. Um, not to say that they're not talented, because a lot of their, a lot of their guys are very talented. Um, Jonathan Taylor uh, has really led this offense over the years, and then FTY Hilton stays. Um, I haven't really heard any news about him. Um, so they have some offensive firepower, and then defensively they got uh, Darius Leonard and, and some of these guys that definitely can make splashes on defense. So they're they're in good shape, but the way that the AFC has grown and moved, as ever, as we've been talking about, because that's really where the source and the meat of this this um this the conversations that we've been having have been coming out of is the AFC. I, I just don't see the Matt Ryan move elevating them into the elite category of the AFC. And Matt Ryan really hasn't had a great year uh, in, in a while since his MVP season and whatnot. Um, and he really hasn't been able to do a whole lot. And I think that has a lot to do with the team that that was around him. In Atlanta, uh, they're they're a fine team, but they're not a great team. Um, and so at the Colts, I, I don't ex- I kind of expect him to be able to come in there and hold his own, but I don't think he elevates them. I think he does probably a better job than than Carson once did when he was down there. I think his deep ball's better, but overall, I think it's just going to be about using his playmakers to his advantage. Uh, and we've seen him do that with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. He he gets the open guy and he gets the ball where it needs to be. So in that form, I think it's a step up, but. Uh, how much of a step up that remains to be seen on to see when the season begins. But the yeah. other side of it is the whole Marcus Mariota situation where they decide to take a gamble and put him in. Uh, and I think it was like a two-year deal. It's on Omnia Sports if you want to check that out. But um, give a gamble there and, and let him lead your offense. An offense that, in all honesty, is kind of rising. It, it, it's getting to the point where it's becoming more exciting. Obviously, Calvin Ridley will not be playing at all this season, and we don't know when he'll be back for – for betting, but uh, we we still have Kyle Pitts. We have Cordell Patterson. We don't have Julio Jones anymore. We don't have Russell Gage anymore. Uh, so they take a little bit of a beating uh, as far as their big big three wide receivers go, and they're all gone at this point. So he's going to have to figure out how to use his legs and the weapons that are around him currently to make big plays. And the guys that they have around him are perfectly well in the, within their range of options to make good plays for him. But right now I just think – the, the, the Falcons have a lot of question marks right now. I, I just don't. They're an NFC team, which is going to be helpful for them because the NFC is not that great. But I also think they've got a lot of things they need to address as far as the draft is concerned. Now they need a quarterback, they need a wide receivers, they need an offensive line. The running back situation is fine. 
Um, so they're going to have to answer some questions. And is Mar- Marcus Mariota the type of guy that can lead your franchise to uh, to wins? And I don't think this is going to be the best case scenario for Marcus Mariota, especially as he's trying to prove himself because it's going to be multiple years before he's actually going to have success. And I think that's echoed in the contract by giving him multiple years. It's giving him multiple years of opportunity as they're trying to build what they're, what they're working on here. And that's going to really kind of come into the draft. But as far as the Colts are concerned with the Matt Ryan situation, um, I think the trade echoes what Matt Ryan's situation is. They they gave the third round pick to the Atlanta Falcons for him. That was a simple trade. Uh, they didn't throw a whole lot at him. They got to deal with the whole contract situation, and everything like that. But I I just think it's I think the Colts are talented. Put the correct pieces around him. I think they're they have some success. But if they were in the NFC, I think they'd have more success, and this deal would be more exciting. But well, yeah, because the AFC's gotten pretty. Those those upper tier teams are looking crazier and crazier as the free agency's gone on exactly yeah so so and the draft is going to bolt or strengthen these teams even more yeah, so it's so. kind of just it's just it's an okay trade and those teams kind of are in and no, i don't say okay. that either team was necessarily made that much better i think the falcons were made better because they got a lot of cap space freed up so that's, that's true. always very helpful all right let's look at the robert woods trade because he's going to the Titans, and I think that was actually kind of a cool move. And the Titans, we've seen them getting closer and closer to being dominant um, in their division. And I think that he probably helps. What do you think about that? I think that's a good move for him. I, I think because they just got rid of Julio Jones. Uh, A.J. Brown needs that uh, guy that can play with him and have success. Uh, and they have that new slot kind of, or they have that new type of wide receiver in Robert Woods. Like, very shifty wide receiver. Uh, he's had a lot of success as a Ram in the past. ACL injury kept him on the sideline for that entire Super Bowl run by the Rams. So that was a little disappointing. We weren't able to see what he's able to do. But going to the Tennessee Titans just makes sense. Gives him an extra weapon. Ryan Tannehill, that offense just becomes better. Um, Julio Jones really couldn't do it. It was necessary for the team. I think that's why they cut him because everyone was super high on the Julio Jones situation, the train. I was too, but injuries and things of that nature really just kept him off the field and really didn't allow him to do what he's able to do. And I think that's going to be a problem for him as he tries to find his new team. But with the with the Robert Wood situation, I think he's definitely a reliable target in that ACL, ACL uh, injury. It's just kind of a blip on the screen. I think he's going to be able to do a lot of good for this team that is in a great situation. Their defense is, is really good. Uh, unfortunately, they had their share of struggles going on, especially on the offense during the playoffs and got eliminated, but the defense was not their their strong point. Their offense was not because of the injuries that had plagued this Tennessee Titans team, but adding him onto your roster, giving Ryan Tannehill that extra guy, that can definitely be extremely helpful. And I believe also uh, the news that just came out today is, I think, I could be wrong, but I believe Austin Hooper just got signed by the Tennessee Titans as well. So that's okay. also going to be very helpful because he got cut by the Browns early in free agency, get him another target. And then uh, Derrick Henry is just going to be Derrick Henry and he's going yeah. to play uh, extremely well now since he's gotten past that whole injury that kept him uh, super unproductive during the playoffs. So I like that move. But if you might be thinking to yourself, the Rams, like why would they give him up? And they've got a stellar uh, uh, wide receiver core. We don't know yeah. if OBJ is going to stay. Really haven't heard much news from him, but if he stays, you got him, you got Van Jefferson, you've got guys that 
you got Cooper Cup. You can't even speak. And Cooper Cup, I mean, <laughs> he's like the whole offense. He's amazing. And the Super Bowl, he got smacked around, got back up, caught another touchdown pass, got re-smacked, yep. and got that one to w- get to, to help him out defensively. That team is fine. It, it, it almost seems like whoever they lose in free agency doesn't really matter that mm-hmm. much because of how strong and deep they really are. Um, so I, I just think there's going to be that helpful side of things. And I just don't think re- losing Robert Woods was that big a deal. And I think the season that the Rams had and the ability of the other wide receivers to step up and make plays proved to the, to the Rams that Robert Wood is Robert Woods is a great football player, but we need to free up room for the next generation of guys. And we can give dish him off to a different team and, and free up that, that area on their offense and kind of give him an opportunity. So I think for both parties, it's a really happy medium. Um, so I, I like that move. I, I think Tennessee, is a middle of the road to an elite team in the AFC. I really do believe that they could make a deeper run in the playoffs. I think Robert Woods is that guy that can help them make those moves because it's just Julio Jones has been played by injuries over the last couple of years. Robert Woods, you really haven't heard of much of these injuries. I know you've had it on your fantasy all the time, so you would know this, but besides the ACL injury, he really hasn't had that many. He's been on the field. He's been making plays yep. and he's been helpful. And he's super consistent. Exactly. And he was a great little addition to Cooper cup in the past. He was a good little add on uh, for Jerry Goff and Matthew. St- well, Matthew Stafford didn't get to play with him. That's right. He also, side note, Matthew Stafford got signed to a four-year extension, so he will be around for a, a while longer for this Rams team. But, yeah, I, I agree. I think it was a fun little deal. Wasn't really expecting Tennessee to make that move. Makes sense. Yep. But uh, I'm excited to see what he's able to do. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a good move overall. All right, let's talk about the Fournette going to visit the Patriots move, which is... I don't, I don't like the sound of that. We want Fournette back in Tampa. Do you think that he's going to be looking to make a move? Um, or is he going to, do you think Tom Brady will get him to come back? Well, Tom Brady got him to remove his thing that said basically goodbye Tampa. Uh, when he announced his, he's coming back, he right. kind of changed that. But from what I understand, he wants a pretty hefty deal. Okay. Uh, so he's not going to just take light, light money for it. Uh, and so that's going to bring into some question for Tampa. Can they pay for it? They've already lost guys during this whole exchange. Carlton Davis, I believe, walked. Some of these guys are going to start leaving. Offensive linemen are leaving as well uh, to go to guy, uh, places like Cincinnati and company and kind of making other teams better. They're able to sign a few guys to kind of patch up the holes a little bit so they're able to do a few deals that kind of keep things in a good spot but Fournette's one of those guys that do you really need him uh and I, I get he's it was what super do you helpful mean, do you really need him he was super helpful during the playoff run I mean he was really crucial during the playoff run I mean last year though right not a few the, years ago a few years ago last year you still have Ronald Jones you still have Keyshawn Vaughn you have guys that can definitely make plays for you and are just as serviceable as him. And I don't think you want to pay him that big money at this point. Uh, if Tampa wanted him back, I can't imagine they would let him go talk to Bill Belichick and kind of feel the waters uh, of free agency at this point. Because, I mean, it may, I think the whole, when I read that at first, I was happy um, that, that that was the type of move that they were thinking about making because that backfield of, of, of the Patriots – it's like super strong as is. And then you add him onto that. You kind of have to start thinking about they have or the Patriots as maybe one of the best running back core teams in the NFL. If you add a guy like that in there. So I want to see, I don't think he's coming back. 
because obviously Tampa Bay makes the moves that they think are most important, and they thought Tom Brady was important. They thought signing some of these other guys are important, filling in some holes, and free agency frenzy has kind of come and gone at this point. The, the waters have kind of settled off a little bit, and now we're getting to the next phase, which is the draft. Um, so I feel like if he was going to come back, it, it probably would have happened by now, and that's why I also don't know about Rob Gronkowski coming back because I don't know why he's still – sitting out there in, in a, mm-hmm. the open market wire, no one's signing him. So these are the type of te- guys that are just sitting in limbo, like OBJ, Fournette, Gronkowski. These guys are just kind of sitting in this weird spot. But that doesn't mean they won't be signed. This is the time when these guys are signed or dropped, as we know. Matt Ryan just got traded. This is the time when everything is a little bit slower with news, and we're not really sure. Not as much details are coming out. But if I had to guess between Gronkowski and Fournette, who's going to sign more likely, I would say it's probably 50-50. But I would say Gronkowski is probably a higher-end model because Gronkowski and, Tom, or Gronkowski and Tom Brady have been playing together forever. They really like playing with each other. So that makes sense. But yeah, I, I get you like Fournette because of his, his ability and, and his gameplay. And he's been, I think, somewhat like undervalued a little bit for or the Jaguars just dropped him yeah. randomly. And then and he was dominant. He in went Super to, Bowl run. Right. And then he went to Tampa, helped him win all those games, go to undefeated. And now he's like, I think I've proved myself enough to get the, the bag. And, and if I got to go somewhere else to do that, I guess I have to go somewhere else to do that. I think he wants to play with Tom Brady again. I think that'd be his first choice. But also when no one's calling you and saying you're signed or here's a contract or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You're gonna start looking at other options. So if the if he doesn't go to the Bucks, I would say the Patriots uh, would be the next best option for him. If you look around the NFL, I think that's a really good spot for him uh, to go just to strengthen what is already a very dominant running back core. And Tampa might take a little bit of step back in that area, but they'll be more than fine uh, in the long run because um, I know they they're very high on Keyshawn Vaughn and yeah. uh, Ronald Jones. So I think they'll be fine. All right, let's switch over to the NBA side of things. Another move, uh, Bradley Beal. Um, there's some talk going on that if he decides that he wants to move, that the Heat might be able to have a chance at getting him on their team. What do you think of that trade or uh, that possibility of that a trade? That possibility, yeah. I think, yeah, I, I just, right now, the Wizards are such a bad team after losing Russell Westbrook, and now he's in the Lakers and also not doing that great. Right. Uh, so I think Bradley Beal is probably going to leave eventually because he's the best team on that Wizards te- um, roster. And I don't know if he wants to stick around and wait for the next Russell Westbrook to come. Right now, there are a lot of teams that are in a great position to succeed. Cavaliers, uh, you got the Heat, you got the Celtics, you got teams that... You could, or maybe even Portland might want you. I don't know. You just if you become available, teams are gonna want you. So I don't think the Heat are the only team. <clears throat> excuse me, that are the only team that are gonna be in the mix for Bradley Beal if he ever becomes available. But we all know how the NBA, the NFL, MLB, hockey, all this stuff, how it works. And how it works is if you want out and you're a superstar, you're probably going to get out. Right. So I just think there's been a lot of talk over the last two seasons of where will Bradley Beal end up. And right now, uh, things are ticking to a close. Um, and we don't. I, I got to check that division to see where the, the Wizards are at at this point. But right now, the things are ticking to a close. The NBA season doesn't have that much time left in it. So I think it's, it's probably the time you would start thinking about uh, thinking about a move. I just think Bradley Beal, like I mentioned, he's he's so great. He does so much for this team that 
I I just think you're gonna waste your talent standing around. Uh, Russell Westbrook, excuse me, Russell Westbrook and him were supposed to go somewhere else together. That obviously didn't happen. He went to Lakers. Uh, right now, the Wizards are five games back. It looks like from Atlanta Hawks, they're thirty and forty, and the Hawks are thirty-five and thirty-six. So they're significantly out right. at this point. So. Yeah. I just don't think he's not going to want to sit back and say, I'm going to waste the rest of my prime years waiting for this team to be good. I was great with Russell Westbrook. We were on the map and people were talking about us. Yeah, they were great together. And then you hear the news of like, oh, he might want to leave. I think the Celtics were in that conversation for a while. And then Russell Westbrook pieces out and goes to the Lakers and he sticks around. But when these, and obviously every season, superstar players are going to be rumored in one trade or another, just how it works. So. Uh, you got to take this with a grain of salt until you hear something from him or things start generating more buzz. But I believe this is just the the tip of the iceberg of what's going to come for Bradley Beal because I just don't believe he's going to stick around that much longer for this team, especially if they're not even going to make it to the play-in tournament, which makes it much easier to get inside of. So there's teams that want him, teams that need him. Test the market, see what he can get done, especially during this free agency, and I wouldn't be surprised if he made a move. Yeah. That, yeah, it sounds like that would be a, a good deal for him and getting away from that falling down Wizards team. So we'll have to see what happens with that. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode. Good to talk about some free agency moves in both the NFL and NBA. We'll have to see how things shake out. Looking forward to the NFL season. Some teams look crazy dominant, and especially everybody's eye on that AFC. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of fun. All right. See ya. Yeah, see ya. God bless.